0: Good evening, Westover. How are you all today? My name is Pastor Jonathan. I am the Family Life Pastor here at Westover. And I just want, to know, I want you to know that I'm glad that you're here tonight. I believe God has something special He wants to deposit in our hearts. Tonight, we're continuing a series that started last week called I Am. And we're looking specifically about how God is a healer. But before I get into my message tonight, I want to tell you a little bit about myself and why this topic of people, of God being a healer, is something that means something very significant to me. Something that you guys may not know about me is that I was raised in a doctor's home. And so some of you may be thinking, you know, that's really awesome. I wish I was raised in a doctor's home. And there were some perks, Uh, For example, uh, you had a doctor who was on call 24 hours a day. You had free medical care. uh, And you had enough band-aids to fill a bathtub. But I want to tell you tonight that there was a dark side to living in a doctor's house. Do you know how many times I wish I could have stayed home from school? There were hundreds of times... I wish I could stay home, but I really didn't have a whole lot of excuses. Do you think I could uh, excuse myself for being sick? No, No, I couldn't get away with that because there's a doctor in the house. And if I say that I'm sick, that involves an examination, all right? (laughs) Nobody wants that. Uh, Another thing that you need to know about a doctor is that they see the very sickest people in the whole entire community. And here's the problem. If I say that I've got a fever or if I've got a headache to a doctor, that's no big deal. They end up telling you, just take Tylenol and everything will be fine. You can go to school. You definitely don't want to fake a cough either because what ends up happening is you get a tongue depressor down the back of your throat and nobody wants that. But I want to tell you, it gets even worse. It gets even worse I couldn't even fake being sick with my mom, because guess what? My mom is a nurse. Can't get away with it, can't get away with it. But here's the real kicker, here's the real kicker. Growing up, if I happened to be sick enough to miss a day of school, I always got a makeup day because my brother and I, we were homeschooled. Talk about lose, lose. In all sincerity, my parents are wonderful. They are two of the most God-fearing people that I know in my entire life. And one of the great privileges of being raised by parents who are physicians but also Christ followers is they committed their life to serving God by serving other people. In fact, I got a front row seat of watching what it means to serve God by serving other people. In fact, I remember a story That happened when I was about eight or ten years old. Um, I'm in my house. It's about eight o'clock at night, and I hear knock at the door. So I do what every little kid does. I run up and I open the door, and there's a man from our church, an older gentleman, and he reaches out and he extends his hand to me, and I think he's trying to sell us something. So I was like, No, no, no! I don't want you to sell us anything. And then he said this. He said, "Mijo," which is son. "Donde está el doctor?" He wanted to know where my dad is. And at that point, I realized, hey, guess what? This guy isn't trying to sell us something. He needs some help. So I go call my dad. My dad comes over, and I do what any doctor's kid does. I eavesdropped. (laughs) I wanted to know why the guy was there. Why was he trying to hand me something? So I listen, and come to find out this guy had cut his thumb. He actually cut a piece of his thumb off. And, And he needed my dad to sew it back on. So I do what any doctor's kid does. I pop around the corner. I say, dad, can I watch? <laughs> and he says, no, you can't watch. And then the guy gave me the best gift any kid could have. At that point, he said, let the kid watch. Let him watch. So I got to watch my sew a guy's thumb back on. Now that may be gross, but this is just one of many examples where I got to watch my dad do what God had created him to do, which was to be a healer. And my dad was an example to me of who God is in my own life. And what I want you to know is that God makes an impact in our lives when we are able to watch people who have a significant impact in our lives. And what it told me, what it whispered in my own heart, even at that young age, was I wanted to spend my life pouring my life serving other people. So when I was in high school, I was thinking about what am I going to study? What am I going to do? And I initially thought, I'm going to be a doctor just like my dad. But then I looked at what it took, uh, you know, four years of undergrad, four years of medical school, three years of residency, and I said, forget it. <laughs> I don't want to do that much school. So I said, I'll do the next best thing. I'll become a counselor. Uh, the only problem is, is that I didn't plan it out very well. Okay? I wasn't thinking at the time, because I ended up spending four years in undergrad, three years in grad school, and four years in my doctoral program, and the time consideration was a wash. So I ended up right exactly where my dad was at. But I want you to know that it's been worth it. All the training and all the preparing to be a counselor has been something that has helped me to help countless people. I've had the great privilege of walking with hundreds of people as they walk through life and as they seek to find healing and wholeness in their life. You know, I've met people who are beat up, beat down, beaten. I've even met people who are beating their heads against the wall or even on the floor because they're frustrated with life. I've also met people who are brokenhearted, who have deep wounds and pains because of a past relationship. I've also met people who are unhealthy who have behaviors and patterns in their life that just leave them stuck. I've also met people with serious emotional issues. But one of the things that I've learned in my time as a counselor and in my time as a pastor is that the Holy Spirit was always whispering that he wanted to heal people. And what I want to deposit in your heart, and I'm gonna give it to you up front, is that the Holy Spirit is in the house tonight. And I want you to know that He is here because He wants to meet you at your point of need. He wants to set people free. He wants people to experience (laughs) miracles. And I want you to get ready because at the end of our time tonight, we're gonna give you a chance to connect with the God of miracles. I'm reminded by something Jesus said in the book of Luke he opened the scroll of Isaiah and this, these were his words in Luke four eighteen and 19. He said, The Spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Now here's, here's what I want you to know. Most of us do not live in abject poverty. We're doing all right financially. But some of us are struggling with emotional and spiritual poverty. In fact, we're below the poverty line. And some of us have struggled with this poverty in our own heart for decades because there once was someone who said that they would be there forever and they left the home. Maybe mom or dad. And some of us have experienced poverty because someone that we love very much, a parent, a grandparent, somebody who was the rock of the family passed away and we have this hole in our heart. Others of us are prisoners of our past in our own mind and heart. We're stuck because of a past wound or a hurtful or toxic relationship. And we hurt so bad that we say, I can't get past this. I'll never begin to trust again. Others of us are blind because we're stuck in a situation and we can't seem to see a way out. And honestly, others of us, we feel oppressed. We are sad, overwhelmed, depressed, and we believe it will never get better. If you find yourselves in one of these categories, I want you to know that there's hope and it's found in the person of the Holy Spirit. And like I said before, he's here, he wants to meet you. So as you're seeking your healing tonight, I wanna give you three encouragements to help you on your way towards healing. First of all, healing comes by seeking the healer. As I said before, people would come to my dad believing that if they could just get to him, he could help them get better in their physical body. Sometimes we come to church, most of the time we come to church hopeful that we will get better in our own mind and heart. But sometimes we leave disappointed because we haven't received a healing, we haven't received freedom. And what I'm here to tell you is, just like in medicine, each medicine has an active ingredient, I want to suggest to you that maybe there's a missing ingredient in your faith experience, Coming to church is not enough. Praying occasionally is not enough. The active ingredient in our faith experience is that we have to seek Him. Jeremiah 29, 13 says, You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all of your heart. Now this verse came alive in my own spirit, just a couple of weeks ago, when I was in Israel, we were touring in a small town called Capernaum, which is in the Sea of Galilee area. In fact, it was one of the hubs of Jesus' ministry while he was here on Earth, And 10 of the 33 miracles that we see in the Gospels actually occurred in that, that town. And we encounter the story of a woman who is caught who has an issue of blood. She's been sick for 12 years. And for those of you who may want to look at it later, it's found in Mark 5. Now, the thing about her bleeding condition was this, is that people who had certain illnesses were shunned from society. They couldn't have relationships. They couldn't couldn't be married. They couldn't have anyone hug them. Because if they did, they would make that person unclean. So they were sent outside the city. They had to live outside the city, disconnected from everyone else. They even couldn't participate in religious practice. They couldn't go to the synagogue. They couldn't worship God because they were put outside the city. And this lady who'd been sick for 12 years, she had tried so many things to get healthy and whole and nothing worked. But one day she heard that Jesus was in Capernaum, and she said to herself if i can just get to him i will be healed and so she broke through she broke through all of the cultural barriers everything that said you can't go touch the rabbi you can't be around other people and she went recklessly with great abandon to go touch jesus and so she reached out through the crowd and she just touched the hem of his garment and immediately, the Bible says that the power of God went out of Jesus and immediately she was healed. But what this lady understood is that if she could just get to the healer, something in her life would change. And guess what? God honored that. The second encouragement I want you to have tonight is to believe for healing. Hebrews 11.1 1 reminds us that faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. Now, faith or belief is the confidence we need for today. And as a counselor, one of my main goals, and also as a pastor, is to instill people with hope. I want them to experience hope. I want them to experience a new belief that maybe something can get better. And when people have hope, they be- begin to believe. And then they're able to lift their eyes and look past the past. But it doesn't stop there. Healing also requires that we be persistent. The second part of Hebrews 11 tells us that faith gives us the assurance of what we do not see. And here's what I've learned. Sometimes we have to keep going even when we haven't experienced our healing yet. We have to keep going after God. Do you know that it takes faith to take an antibiotic? You have to believe that it's gonna work. We have to believe that it's gonna heal us. But in order to get the full effect, we have to take the whole dose. In fact, it's often on the label, take the whole dose, finish the entire regimen. What happens when we don't take the whole dose is we get into what doctors call a sick cycle, where we get better for a little while and then we end up getting sick again. Our faith walk works the same way. We must be willing to take the full dose of who God is. We must be willing to follow all of his instructions, fully obey his word, continue to, to, continue to pray and believe for healing even when we don't see it yet. And once we achieve the healing that God intends for us to have in our life, when he does that in our own life, The third thing we have to do is we have to hold on to our healing. Now, there's some do's and don'ts when it comes to holding on to your healing. And don'ts are things to avoid. The first thing I want you to avoid is I want you to avoid traps. Traps for tonight are toxic relationships. These are people who should stay in the past. Exes are exes for a reason they need to stay in the past. And for those of you young adults who are out here and you're looking for a mate, if it doesn't matter how attractive they are, it doesn't matter what they whisper to you, but if they're toxic, you need to avoid them. It's a trap. You will, you will have your heart broken. The second thing is that you need to avoid triggers. And triggers are behaviors that create destructive patterns in our life and that lead us on a path towards destruction. Now, this past week, my son Aiden had to go to the doctor because he had a sore leg. In fact, he didn't feel well enough uh, that he actually woke up in the middle of the night with pain in his hip. And so we went to the doctor, we got him checked out. Thankfully, everything was fine. But the doctor told him the doctor's orders were that he needed to stay off the leg and take it easy. So I asked the doctor, I said, well, doc, can uh, Aiden go to school? And she said, well, yes, he can, but it kind of depends on how he's feeling. (laughs) So the very next day I wake up Aiden and I say, Aiden, time to get up. He says, dad, I don't need to go to school today. The doctor said it was up to me. And what I realized at that moment is that he didn't hear clearly the doctor's orders to which I replied, uh, no, get dressed, eat breakfast, you're going to school. So everything was going great. He was progressing fine, he was feeling better, he was moving around and everything was going great until Saturday. Because on Saturday we had a family kickball event here And my son decided that he wanted to have fun. So he did what any little boy did. He jumped around and he jumped in the bounce house all day. And then he got home and he ended up with pain in his leg again. He had re-aggravated his hip once again. And he spent all all of Saturday and all of Sunday with pain in his joint. He didn't follow the doctor's orders. Sometimes, in our spiritual and emotional life, we don't hear the doctor's orders. And we fall into a trap of a toxic relationship for way too long. Or sometimes, we engage in behaviors that trigger destructive patterns that end up hurting our life. And they aggravate old wounds that should be healed by now. So how do we hold on to our healing? Well, first of all, we have to be honest you've heard the saying, honesty is the best policy. And to hold on to our healing, we have to be honest with God, honest with ourselves, and honest with other people about who we are and what we're struggling with. And the second thing we've got to do to hold on to our healing is we've got to have a seeking heart. Now to you moms out there, I'm going to say something that will make sense to you. As a mom you know that each of your children have a different cry. Some are cries of pain. Others are whining cries. Others are, hey, my sibling's fighting with me cries. They come in all shapes and colors. Recently, one of my kids were in our house and they were playing in one of the rooms and they were having fun. And guess what happened? all of a sudden we hear this blood-curdling scream come from the other room. So we both run, my wife and I, we both run into the other room and there is my daughter holding on to her eyebrow. She had fallen down and hit her head on the corner of the bed and she had blood coming down. And so, long story short, we ended up having to go to the ER and get her stitched up. And King David gave us a key insight into how God responds just like we do when our kids are hurting. This is what it says in Psalm 18. In my distress, I called to the Lord. I cried to my God for help. From his temple, he heard my voice. My cry came before him into his ears. And here's what I've learned. When we are hurting, God hears the cries of our heart. He knows when we feel poor or like a prisoner or when we experience blindness or oppression. In fact, he gives us a prescription for healing. He came to proclaim good news and freedom and favor over our lives. And he's here to tell you tonight that that's what he wants for you and I. When Jesus proclaims good news, and actually another name for good news is Jesus because he came to be the good news that we need. He is the promise. He is what we need. He is the person who can pull us out of our spiritual and emotional poverty. Philippians 4.19 tells us, God will meet all of your needs according to the riches of His glory in Christ Jesus. Tonight, I want you to know, He is the rescuer for our struggles and when we experience poverty. He's also here to whisper to some of us that he's the one that proclaims freedom. Freedom from the shackles that bind us. Galatians 5.1 says, Christ has truly set us free. Now make sure that you stay free and don't get tied up again in slavery. So tonight, if you are not free, God's saying, get free. And if you are free, then stay free. He also declares favor in our own heart and life. He's saying that he will pour out blessing. He yearns to pour out blessing in your and my life. He wants us to experience the fullness of who he is. In fact, the name I am refers to the fullness of who God is. That's the majesty and the glory of who he is. 2 Corinthians 9 8 tells us, and God will generously provide all you need. And then you will always have everything you need and plenty left over to share with others. God blesses you because he loves you, but he also blesses us so that we can be a blessing to other people. And he's saying, I've poured out my favor to you, my children, because I love you and because I want you to make an impact in the lives of other people. Now, God's prescription of good news, freedom, and favor still apply even when life hands us disappointment or tragedy. Recently, I watched a video by a a guy by the name of Chris Quilala. He is the lead singer for a group called Jesus Culture, and he's also the writer of a song called Miracles. Miracles. Which we're going to sing in just a moment. I want you to listen with me as he shares how he discovered the healer after unspeakable tragedy.
1: So my wife and I, we we lost our our son. He was stillborn uh, a year ago. We actually just celebrated his birthday, December third. And um, you know, it's for us. It was this song. Um, we wrote this because I think so often as believers we we want to we want to blame God suddenly when something goes wrong, and um, but the truth is um, God's good, God's faithful, and just because our circumstances change doesn't mean um, those truths don't change. You know, God's God is the God of miracles. That um, and all these things that we proclaim all the time. Um, doesn't change because of our circumstances and so for me it was really and my wife and even our church as they walked with us um through it all it was it just really was important to remind ourselves who God who God is and yeah, I mean that's so much a worship isn't it it's oftentimes us reminding um who we are in God and who God is and so for us this song was huge and just um just keeping us anchored in that truth that God is, God is good and he, he, is, he is the miracle God of the Bible and He remains the same um, always.
0: Tonight, you all may connect with Chris's story. And maybe you've experienced tragedy or difficulty in your life. But I want you to know that God is still good and He is still faithful and he still loves you. And to those of you who are watching on the live stream, I want you to know that the God, the healer, is right where you are at. He wants to meet you at your point of need. It doesn't matter that you're not in the room. Maybe you're watching on a replay of this broadcast. I want you to know that he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And that nothing can separate us from the love of God. And He wants to meet you right where you are at. Don't despair. Hold on to Him. He loves you. And He wants you to experience Him right now and today. And for those of us who are in the room tonight, as we stand and as the prayer team comes forward, I want you to know that the healer is in the house tonight. He is here. He wants you to experience freedom. He wants you to experience joy. He died so that we could live. Some of you may be coming in with bondage in your own mind and heart. Maybe you're stuck because of a past relationship. Something that happened in your past, a wound from your past. Maybe you need healing in a marriage, or maybe you need healing in your family, or maybe you need healing, God, to do something miraculous in your physical body. The same power that raised Jesus from the dead, we're about to celebrate Easter, and that same power that raised him from the dead on the third day is accessible to you and I tonight. And for those of you who may be needing freedom in your experience, I want you to know He's here. The freedom giver is here. He wants you to set you free from addictions. He wants to set you free from toxic relationships. He wants you to experience the fullness of who He is. And so if that's you tonight, I want you to come. I want you to step out of your seat. I want you to come. I want you to be like the woman with the issue of blood who was courageous, who's willing to say, if I can just touch the hem of who he is, my miracle will happen tonight. So if that's you, come up. I want you to experience the fullness of who he is. And if you feel comfortable, the prayer team has access to anointing oil. If They would consider it a privilege to be able to anoint you with oil and pray for healing and pray that God would do something miraculous in your life. And if you happen to be here tonight or maybe you're watching on the live stream and you don't know Jesus yet, I want you to cry out to him. And for those of us who are in this room, if you need to know Jesus, let the person who is praying for you, let them know that you need to meet the healer. Tonight, the God of miracles wants to meet with you.
2: to me The
0: of us need a breakthrough in our worship tonight if you're in a dry season of your worship i want you to come forward he's here he's the god of miracles if you're in a dry season if that's where you're at i want you to step forward if you haven't experienced the presence and the touch of who he is i want you to step forward i want you to take a step into his presence lead us again
2: I believe in you. You're the God of miracles. Lift your voice and say, "I believe in you." I believe in you. You're the God of miracles. No matter what my circumstance looks like, I will say, "I believe." Илья!
1: Hallelujah. Aren't you glad that he's more than enough tonight? Aren't you glad that he's more than enough tonight? That he is our healer. He is the one that can heal us and and truly meet us at the point of our need. Oh, I think we need to end this moment with just a celebration of God's healing touch in your life tonight. And believing and not looking back that God, the healer, touched you tonight. Amen. Come on, let's give the Lord praise. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And I encourage you to walk out and go in faith that God has touched you. Thank you, Pastor Jonathan, for just a wonderful message and in, 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 in just speaking to our hearts tonight. Amen.